good morning. Um, again, I'm Maria and I'm with uh, Inner City Struggle. We're an organization that engages young people and families in organizing to change the social and educational conditions uh, of our community um, in the east side here in Los Angeles. And I wanted to uh, just start off by saying that although um, our organization has been in the east side for 18 years, um, the events that happened here in South LA as a result of the unrest definitely had an impact um, in the development of our own organization. And the young organizers that came to found the organization were affected by what they had seen here. Um, the divisions, uh, racial class divisions that emerged as a result of uh, the conditions that existed and, and led to uh, the unrest. Uh, many of the young people that became involved in the organization could relate to the um, negative experiences uh, with police, even in our own um, neighborhoods and housing projects um, on the east side. So the events here, although in South LA, um, had an impact in East LA and seeing other organizers uh, and other community residents come together to develop organizations to deal with some of the root causes um, that were that emerged out of the unrest uh, was continued to serve as an inspiration and as mentorship to our or our own organization and East LA, particularly with organizations like Community Coalition and Scope Agenda. So there's definitely a connect um, with um, the emergence of stronger organizing and, and movement building uh, that happened out of the unrest and, and it did uh, trickle into, uh, into the East Side. So we definitely wanna acknowledge um, that history and you know, at that time, um, the the young folks involved with at the early stages of the organization started to notice uh, and point out the contradictions in our own uh, community, with uh, from negative experiences with police to lack of jobs to lack of quality education and the experiences of young people going to um, schools where they didn't have an opportunity to be prepared for college, where there were punitive discipline policies and old structures that were extremely overcrowded because they had been built originally for a thousand students and held up to 5,000 majority Latino um, youth. And because our core strategy um, became youth, uh, recognizing that youth are a catalyst for change. Uh, when Prop 21 was going to be on the ballot in March 2000, it really uh, catalyzed us uh, on the east side to think deeply about uh, the contradictions that our state, uh, one of the wealthiest in the nation, was the number one in prison spending at the time and almost at the bottom in education spending. And that there was this potential ballot on, um, this potential initiative on the ballot that could pass that made uh, certain penalties, nonviolent penalties, um, much, uh, the, the consequences much more punitive and someone as young as 14 mm -hmm. could go to adult prison. 
And it was very clear with the history um, that we were looking at in our neighborhoods that our youth would be systematically targeted for that type of punitive law. So uh, a movement um, was, was built around bringing together young people from the east side and eventually with uh, resources and strategy bringing together young people from across California to raise the issue of education, not incarceration, schools, not jails. And one of the common things uh, that emerged with youth from the east side and youth from areas like San Diego in the Bay Area is that all young people understood that there was a problem with the quality of their schools, that they were not getting um, what they deserved because so many of them wanted to go to college, they wanted to succeed, but there were really uh, low expectations in, in place in their schools and not sufficient resources. And, um, and so they, their goal was to expose those inequities. They understood the problem, but they didn't understand that they could do something about it, that coming together and collectivizing their efforts, their voice, they could actually transform these conditions. And we had uh, past social movements to look at in order to, um, to, to learn lessons from uh, to, and to apply some of those strategies in today's context. So our organizational efforts were focused on training, political education, uh, workshops, uh, organizing skills so that uh, hundred, these hundreds of young people that were starting to come together could then uh, educate and mobilize thousands more. And the way that the, um, I just brought some pictures to share. The way that the action manifested was walkouts, rallies, marches, um, educational workshops in schools and neighborhoods. And you had this whole new generation of young people starting to get involved in the, the, the public debate around where does the state invest its resources? You know, um, how is it that the uh, educational system serves as a pipeline mm -hmm. to uh, prison? to low-wage labor, or even the military. We had a historically um, a high recruitment in our own community. And, you know, ultimately Proposition 21 did pass because there's challenges with the uh, electorate, um, at least at that time in California. But an outcome of all of that work led by young people was a formalized youth organizing network in California that served as in inspiration to start other organizations throughout uh, the state that are youth led that continue to do work around educational justice, juvenile justice, environmental racism, and young people really learning instead of being feeling defeated learning from that loss and uh, turning that into st strategic plans to build organizations to, and to continue to do leadership development. And you know that's what led uh, our organization to really focus on building power, student power, parent power to transform conditions in the east side and to be able to strategically build alliances with other communities of color across LA, across the state, in order to win policy uh, changes 
and, and to build electoral power um, so that the defeat that happened with Prop 21 doesn't happen um, again. What's your current campaign around college education? Um, so in, when in organizing, it's so critical to listen to the base and to ensure that campaigns resonate with those that an organization is trying to organize in order to build support and uh, to really address the needs that the community defines. And as we've gone out to do surveys uh, with thousands of students and, and parents, the number one uh, desire in our community in the east side, which is predominantly <coughs> Latino, immigrant, working class, and generational Chicano, uh, is college. And for parents, that's the dream for, for their children. Um, unfortunately, when you look at the resources within schools and the expectation doesn't match uh, that dream. And, and it leads to um, high dropout rates and low college going rates in schools, not just in the east side, but also in, in South LA and, and other schools that are located in predominantly uh, communities of color. And, um, you know, if we, we uh, try to figure out, well, if our uh, community is such, has such a high value on education, why is it that Latin, there's more Latinos in prison than in the UC or Cal State system? And we found that in our schools, there were a lower percentage of the courses needed to be eligible for college. And as a result, you had lower graduation rates. And that wasn't just true for Latinos. That was true for African-American students as well. Um, so uh, in 2004, we joined forces with other organizations across the city to demand that the district make it mandatory uh, that in order to graduate, you had to fulfill the college course requirements to uh, ensure that there was equity in resources, equity in expectations, uh, and that any young person, regardless of where they lived, uh, had the opportunity to choose to apply to college because they were prepared. So it was really an educational and racial uh, justice issue, uh, the college access issue. And, and for us, you know, it's been one that's been informed uh, by the community. It still is a challenge but uh, there is a deep um, desire to move forward in, in the college access uh, fight, and that's something our organization is continuing to focus on. And now that it's an inter intergenerational campaign, how, how does that, that work? Um, you know, one thing we um, learned is that when it comes to the issues impacting the east side particularly poor quality of education uh, lack of being taken into account in the electoral process um, and having our voices uh, diluted uh, when it comes to progressive issues that it's not just a youth issue it's not just an adult issue it's a family and community issue and that by working together, adults and, and young people can have a larger impact. So for example, um, right now, the youth that we're working with at our schools are fighting to ensure that the suspension rates decrease, which is another indicator that we saw in our schools with 
lower college course uh, um, courses available uh, and higher uh, dropout rates there was also higher suspension rates mm -hmm. and so in our schools our youth are working with uh, the school administration to change that policy so that there is more intervention in prevention and that suspension is not the norm um, oftentimes parents uh, they're concerned with safety and instead of uh, making them supporters of punitive measures, we're working to educate parents so that they understand that preventive measures, that proactive measures, positive systems are more effective. And by adults and youth uh, joining forces, they're gaining more traction, more attention, and, and winning more support. And, and it's issues that, again, impact the whole community. So it's you know been effective. The first campaign where youth and parents worked together in our organization was demanding new schools for the East Side, which was a campaign initiated by um, by the youth at Garfield High School, and by organizing together, uh, pushing decision makers who had not been concerned with bringing new schools to the East Side, they won the first two new high schools in East LA in over 85 years, which just opened and alleviated overcrowding at Roosevelt and Garfield High School. So we know it's an effective strategy. Thank you.